Today is the 10th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is awesome to be here with you today as we gather around the global campfire together and keep each other warm. It's cold. And and take the next step forward together. I can't think of a better place to be than this oasis that we create every day, this peaceful place to come and allow the scriptures to speak into our lives. And so it's wonderful to be here with you today. And let's let's dive in and do what we do every day. Take the next step forward together. In the book of Genesis, we are moving through the story of Abraham, the great patriarch of the Hebrew people. And uh, we have already met the second, Abraham, Isaac. We're learning about Isaac, and we will eventually meet Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham has Isaac, his son, who has Jacob, his son. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Today, Genesis chapter 23, verse 1 through 24, verse 51. Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died at Kiryat Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. Then Abraham rose from beside his dead wife and spoke to the Hittites. He said, I am a foreigner and stranger among you. Sell me some property for a burial site here so I can bury my dead. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Sir, listen to us. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our tombs. None of us will refuse you his tomb for burying your dead. Then Abraham rose and bowed down before the people of the land, the Hittites. He said to them, If you are willing to let me bury my dead, then listen to me and intercede with Ephron, son of Zoar, on my behalf. So he will sell me the cave of Machpelah which belongs to him and is at the end of his field. Ask him to sell it to me for the full price as a burial site among you. Ephron the Hittite was sitting among his people and he replied to Abraham in the hearing of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of his city. No, my lord, he said, listen to me. I give you the field and I give you the cave that is in it. I give it to you in the presence of my people. Bury your dead. Again, Abraham bowed down before the people of the land, and he said to Ephron in their hearing, Listen to me, if you will. I will pay the price of the field. Accept it from me so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, Listen to me, my lord. The land is worth 400 shekels of silver, but what is that between you and me? Bury your dead. Abraham agreed to Ephron's terms and weighed out for him the price he had named in the hearing of the Hittites. 
400 shekels of silver, according to the weight current among the merchants. So Ephron's field in Machpelah, near Mamre, both the field and the cave in it, and all the trees within the borders of the field, was deeded to Abraham as his property in the presence of all the Hittites who had come to the gate of the city. Afterward, Abraham buried his wife Sarah in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre, which is at Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave in it were deeded to Abraham by the Hittites as a burial site. Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, What if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure that you do not take my son back there, Abraham said. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Naharayim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink, and she says, drink and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother, Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. 
After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water and drew enough for all his camels. Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milcah bore to Nahor. And she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for you to spend the night. And the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me... The Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms and had heard Rebekah tell what the man had said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought for the camels, and water for him and his men to wash their feet. And food was set before him, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. And tell us, Laban said. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live. But go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, What if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, the Lord, before whom I have walked faithfully, will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son, from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if, when you go to my clan, they refuse to give her to you, and you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord... God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water and I say to her, 
please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulders. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drank, and she watered the camels also. I asked her, whose daughter are you? She said, the daughter of Bethua, son of Naor, whom Milcah bore to him. Then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms, and I bowed down and worshipped the Lord. I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me. And if not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go and let her become the wife of your master's son as the Lord has directed. Matthew 8, 1-17 When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said. Be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And Jesus said to the centurion, 
go. Let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her and she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Psalm 9, 13 through 20. Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death that I may declare your praises in the gates of daughter Zion and there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the net they have hidden. The Lord is known by his acts of justice. The wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead, all the nations that forget God. But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Arise, Lord. Do not let mortals triumph. Let the nations be judged in your presence. Strike them with terror, Lord. Let the nations know they are only mortal. Proverbs 3, 1 through 6. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Okay, so yesterday we were on the mountain with Abraham and Isaac, and Isaac was to be sacrificed and was spared. The Lord provided. They trusted in the promise. But it seems like some changes have taken place in the family after this. Abraham and Isaac went up the mountain, but then according just to the text of the Bible itself, only Abraham came down, rejoined his servants, and he went back to Beersheba. Interestingly enough, where has Sarah 
Because when we began our reading today, and I quote from the scriptures, Sarah lived to be 127 years old. She died at Kiryat Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. So they were in like two different places. Abraham's in Beersheba and Sarah is in Hebron. And soon enough, we will find that Isaac's somewhere else. So while we could sit and try to, um, you know, kind of fill in the blanks of the story, we could at least say things changed after Mount Moriah. Like things changed after Moses and Isaac went to the place that God showed them. And I don't point this out because there's some kind of deep, rich something or another, some thing that we need to, to really, really look at and change things in our lives. I point it out to show us that the way this all came together is God working with very fallible human beings who have all the kinds of dramas that we all continue to experience until this day. We are certainly looking back a long way. We are looking back thousands of years. So we are looking back into a different world, a very tribal world, a very tribal time. And maybe even hearing it in those words, we're like, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. But what did the children of Israel become, if not the tribes of Israel? So... Things were done differently, which we'll get to in just a minute because we got to watch this early negotiation. The world was different. Things were done different. But what we begin to realize is that we can look at any piece of history that we want. And if we are able to get a glimpse into the heart of the matter, if we're able to look at the hearts of the people, they're wrestling and struggling toward and after the same things that we are. We just have different technology to achieve these things. And God continues to work with broken things and broken situations and broken people because he puts things back together again. So Sarah, the mother of the son of promise, Isaac has died. And Abraham has gone to mourn and weep over her. And he is in the region of the Hittites. And he needs to bury Sarah. And that's when we see this little negotiation there in the city gate, which is where these kinds of matters and matters of justice would take place. This is where the councils, the wise people of the city, the authorities would meet in the city gate to conduct business. And so business is being conducted. And Abraham saying, I'm, I'm not from around here. I'm a stranger. Would you entertain selling me a cave, a little bit of property so I could have a ancestral burial place where I can bury my wife? And the Hittites are like, absolutely bury her. Pick anywhere. You're very honored around here. Pick anywhere. And so Abraham's like, well, maybe you guys could talk to Ephron, the Hittite. Ephron's obviously sitting there in the city gate. 
Maybe you guys could talk to Efron and see if he might be willing to sell me the cave at Macbilla. And Efron's like, dude, you can have it. Bury your dad. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And Abraham's like, no, I want to pay for it. And Efron's like, well, it's worth 400 shekels, but what is that between us? Don't worry about it. Just go on. But this is the way that they're negotiating the price for this property. And eventually, Abraham agrees, pays the money for the cave, and is able to bury Sarah. This is the first owned property by Abraham and his family in the land that they were promised. And there is a field and a cave. It's the cave of Machpelah. This is actually going to show up again a little bit later. And I won't do any kind of spoiler, spoiler alert at this point. It will come at a pivotal time. We are at the very beginning of the story. There are no children of Israel because Israel is has not been born yet. This location will come back around at a later time, several centuries uh, from this point in the Bible. Also of interest, this place still exists in Hebron. The cave of Machpelah, the tomb of Sarah, actually it becomes the tomb of Abraham and Isaac and Sarah, it's a, it's, it becomes a family burial place. And it still exists today, and it is um, covered over by a, a, a massive structure that was built by Herod. And it's still standing and in still in pretty good shape. Hebron is a bit of a contentious place, and the tomb of the patriarchs is certainly uh, definitely been a place of contention uh, because uh, this is a, a predominantly Arab area and so um, people practicing Islam certainly hold their allegiance back to this man that we're talking about right now, Abraham, as do the Jewish people, as do the Christian people. And so uh, plenty of violence and things have happened at this place in the past. And so it's very, very heavily guarded and shared at this point. There's a synagogue kind of on one side for Hebrew people and a fairly large mosque there as well. And uh, we've been able to be in both sides of that and film it and take pictures of it and stuff. So it's a the place that we are discussing today exists until today. So, Father, we thank you for another day together to be around the global campfire and to immerse ourselves in the scriptures and let them wash into our lives and allow us to just experience the story that has led us to today story of your unwillingness to surrender us and the opportunity to just explore and enjoy exploring backstories and history 
as well as looking deep into our hearts for how you are transforming and how you are inviting us to look at things. And we take to counsel what we read in the Proverbs today. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. We believe this to be true. We humble ourselves before you and ask that your Holy Spirit come and lead us into all truth. As we continue this journey forward day by day and step by step, we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and that is where you can find out what's going on around here. The Daily Audio Bible app does that and puts it in the palm of your hand, and you can find the Daily Audio Bible app free from the app store that works with your phone or tablet. So check that out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. Uh, There are resources there for this journey in a number of different categories. Uh, There's books and audio books category there with uh, well, the God of your story is in there, which is a kind of a written, a, a written version of a lot of the things that we talk about as we move through the year. No year is ever the same, but if you're ever kind of away from internet or just um, want to kind of listen in the morning and maybe re- refresh at night, the God of your story is a great resource for that. Uh, there is reframe from the God we've made to God with us, which is a bit of a deep dive in what it even means to say we are in a relationship with God. How does that even work? What does that even mean? That's explored in reframe. There's also sneezing Jesus, which is a love story. It's it's a look at the beautiful humanity of Jesus and the fact that Jesus' life is not only about the last couple of days of his life. Like, his life isn't only about his death. He lived a life, like reading it, um, in the Gospels, and it meant something. It modeled something. Jesus shows us what it might look like to live as we were intended. And so that's an exploration. And there are a number of other resources there. So check that out in the Daily Audio Bible Shop, in books and audiobooks. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if the mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anyone, anywhere, anytime, and to build community around that rhythm so that we know we're not alone. And we know that. We know that here in this community around the global campfire. We know we're not alone. If that is meaningful to you, and thank you for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. 
If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Grace, mercy, and peace. This is Pamela calling from Huntington, New York, requesting prayer for my husband, Bishop Gary, and my son, Brandon. It's an urgent, urgent prayer request. I am praying for all of you as well, as you reap what you sow. And I'm praying for all families who have been broken, tattered, due to adultery, due to money management, due to death. I'm lifting up those families. I'm praying for children who are not speaking to their parents um, for various reasons. Um, The enemy fights family, but it's up to us to pray for families. So continue, please, to lift up my husband and my son. I appreciate it, and I will give a praise report Thank you so much. Push everybody. Pray until something happens. Hello, DAB brothers and sisters. This is Chameleon, and I'm ringing in from um, View from a Mountaintop. Uh, I've been, uh, this is my first time touching base with y'all. I've been. Uh, Brian listening with you since uh, well for 15 years I think I hope that's correct Um, time flies when you're having fun Uh, just wanted to number one bring some encouragement and then number two ask for some prayer so the first thing is that we need to remember that God loves us. I know that's, we hear it, it sounds maybe not too deep, but when we can know the love of God, then we can be without fear and anxiety and lust and anger. We still battle with those things. But God gives us his spirit, his grace to not be ruled by them. Number two, prayer. I have run into a intense spiritual battle. It's good. Because I'm not fighting it. I'm not the one leading it. The Lord is. He's, he fights my battles. Please pray for me. Thanks. Um, hi. I've never gave like a prayer request before, but I just want to pray for my baby father because he's heavily into 
Santria, and I think it's destroying his life. And it's the only reason why I'm kind of back to, to the Bible right now. So I guess everything happens for a reason, but just really worried about it. And I'm pregnant, so. Hello, my wonderful DAB family. This is Rosie, AKA Great to Be Free in Jesus, calling in to pray for our children and grandchildren. Today is Wednesday, January 4th, and I'm calling in to pray that uh, God will pour out His Spirit upon them. Lord, You have said that in the last days, You will pour out Your Spirit upon all flesh. We cry out to You from the depths of our heart and ask that You would pour out Your Holy Spirit upon our children and grandchildren. Pour out Your Spirit upon us and all of our family members as well. Pour out your spirit on all of our adult children's in-laws, both present and future. Pour out your spirit upon whatever difficult circumstances each of our children and grandchildren are facing. Be Lord over every part of their lives and every aspect of their beings. Speak to their hearts and help them to hear from you. Enable them to understand your leading and direction for their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Acts 2.17 Thank you, my wonderful DAB family. God bless you. I love you. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. My name is Lynn. This is my first time calling in, and I'm so grateful to be part of this wonderful community of brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm so encouraged and blessed by all the prayers of encouragement and also praying along with all of your prayers of need. Now I'm really in desperate need of prayer for my 22-year-old daughter, Jane, and her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Kyla, They've been mostly separated for the last two years and are only able to see each other for a few hours each week due to the many lies and deception of Kyla's paternal grandparents against my daughter to the local authorities in Edinburgh that has placed Kyla in their care because they never wanted her in their son's life and now are pushing her out of her own daughter's life. I live in Spain and have been unable to move back to Scotland to help as there have been many challenges making it impossible but hoping and praying to be able to do so within the next few months and that God will make a way. My daughter is deeply distressed and we are worried about her mental health deteriorating as she suffers from anxiety and depression made worse as a result of all the stress and trauma being separated from her daughter and about the welfare of her granddaughter as she is being emotionally abused, neglected and put in harm's way in the care of the paternal grandparents A welfare report will be presented to the court on 9th of January, recommending, based on more lies and deception from the grandparents, that Kyla is permanently placed in their care and my daughter is only allowed to see her daughter in a supervised centre once a fortnight, even though she has never harmed or neglected her daughter, but only needed support which was denied to her. Please pray for truth and justice for my daughter and for my granddaughter to be back in her mum's care, whom she loves and misses so very much, and we can see her emotional and physical welfare is rapidly deteriorating and her behaviour is getting worse. Good evening, Daily Audio Bible, brothers and sisters. 
Emperor and then your family. Um, I'm catching up and, and I just listened to January 1st. Um, and I was struck by several things that Brian talking about this being their 18th year and thinking about the commitment and the perseverance and the love and care for others and desire to spread God's word that they are showing every day by showing up every day and reading God's word and and I'm just amazed by that and thank you Brian and and all of your family and another thing Brian said was this this is the first day we're starting a new year anything that happened in the past year that's that's in our history and we look forward to what's to come and and it reminds me you know of the scripture from Paul he said forgetting what is in the past I press on I look forward to what is to come and that scripture's been very special to me as I deal with my past and um, I just want to thank you so much this has given me really a little corner of peace